And uh, I want to be the first to wish you a happy new year a little bit early. And uh, before I get started, I wanted to make an announcement. So Josh and Miriam Burns had their baby. Pretty awesome, right? Let's see if I can get this right. Joyana Elizabeth Burns. She was born at 4, uh, 44 p.m. on, what day was it? Was it, I don't know, I'm looking at Dwayne. Um, not too long ago. Uh, six pounds, 11 ounces, and uh, 19 inches long. So we can celebrate with them. Uh, what a way to ring in the new year. But um, yeah, so uh, my name is Brett Weston. I'm one of the pastors here at Deer Creek Church, a church planting resident. So very happy to be with you all. How many of you are planning on staying awake till midnight tonight? Anybody planning? Awesome. How many of you are planning on staying awake the next 30 minutes? Not as many. Okay. Um, well, it is the last day of 2017, the dawn of 2018. How exciting. And uh, for some of us, I know as we think back on the year, we think back of sort of some of the craziness, some of the, 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 the things that we never would have expected. Political division, racial division, sexual harassment scandals, shootings, um, a shooting going on right now in Highlands Ranch um, that we need to be praying for. But things that if, you know, last year at this time, if we would have said, hey, can we predict some of these things that would be going on? None of us would be able to predict these things. And I know every year has that. Uh, Dwayne and I were just talking about that. Every year has its stuff, right? But this year, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it seems like it's been extra sort of crazy. And, and I think I'm not alone in that. Uh, this year, some, some people have titled this year the year of anxiety. Isn't that sad? Uh, what a legacy. But the American Psychological Association published some research last month revealing that Americans are more stressed out now in these last few months than they were during World War II, the dawn of the Vietnam War, or after the September 11th attacks. The anxiety level that they've measured in Americans right now, even people that have lived through crazy stuff, is at an all-time just overall high. And so that's why the news sources are saying, hey, 2017 is a year of anxiety. And it's interesting because this year, the stressors have been politics, terrorism, and natural disasters over financial concerns. So typically, if you say, if you ask somebody, hey, what are you stressed about this year? What are you, what's on your mind? What's causing you anxiety? They'll say, oh, you know, financial concerns. That's always number one, or health concerns. But this year, politics, terrorism, natural disasters. So if you're like me, you're hoping that this coming year will bring some change, both nationally and also personally. So we'll be talking a lot about change today. Uh, there it is up on the screen, actually. Uh, for some of us, just hearing that word, seeing that word up there can make us feel different things. It's kind of interesting. For some of you, change makes you feel excited. Yeah, bring it on. Bring on the change. Maybe hopeful. Yeah, I'm hoping, Lord, could this year bring some change? Maybe there's some hope in that for you. Uh, for some people, it makes you tired. You know, I'm not ready for change. To, I, I've sort of just adjusted to all this stuff. Now, now change makes me feel really tired. Maybe for some of you, feels, you uh, feel anxious. And maybe kind of all that wrapped up in one, right? So if you're like me, maybe you're, you're following this political drama with all these emotions going on, not because you like political drama, but because you're anxious about some of the changes. You feel powerless. Are these changes going to affect me? Are these changes going to affect my family? And there's some anxiety there, maybe some hope, but maybe some anxiety. So wouldn't it be nice if we knew exactly what this new year 
would bring. Wouldn't that be great if we knew the future? And uh, people have tried to do this a lot, right? People have tried to predict the future. Movies have helped us with this a little bit, right? Tried. Do you guys remember the year that Back to the Future 2 said that we would have flying skateboards and an exercise bike in every fast food restaurant? Remember that? What year was that? Supposed to be 2015, right? That came and went. Uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, we were supposed to have colonized the moon. That's 17 years past. Oops. Uh, Blade Runner, the original one, not the new one. Um, We were supposed to have flying cars, job opportunities on other planets, and really attractive-looking robots by next year, 2019. So I'll I'll be up here next year saying, hey, we have job opportunities on other planets. Probably not, right? Then there's the crazy preachers that say the end of the world will be this date, this time, whatever. So people are always trying to predict the future, right? Isn't that crazy? But I'm actually going to predict the future for you today. As one of your pastors at Deer Creek Church, I am able to predict the future with 100% accuracy. Do you believe me? Yeah? No? Do you want to hear my predictions for the new year? I've got 20 of them. Here they go. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not that good. So I can predict with 100% certainty that two things will happen in 2018. The first one is that God will not change. The second one is that you will change. See, no matter how we feel about change, no matter how I feel about change, we can know for certain that in this coming year, God will not change. Isn't that comforting? That we have an unchanging God even in our ever-changing world. Even amid all the crazy changes we saw in the uncertainty of this next year, he will not change. God will never change. We see this in scripture. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Hebrews 13.8 tells us the same thing. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So that is our comfort. That is something we can predict. We can't predict a lot of this other stuff. We don't know if this year is going to be crazier than the last, but we do know God will not change. You see, his unchanging nature is part of who he is. But why does the Bible tell us that? Why does he give us this information? The Bible doesn't tell us that God is unchanging just to present us with some facts, just just so we can tuck away that information in our minds for the coming year. We don't need just more information about God. That's not why it does that. The Bible tells us this for a reason. In Psalm 102, 25 to 28, we read this. Of old you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe and they will pass away. But you are the same and your years have no end. There it is again. God will not change like our world does. But why does that matter? The next verse, verse 28. The children of your servants shall dwell secure. Their offspring established before you. God will not change. He tells us, why does he say that? So that we can dwell secure. 
So all this stuff can be happening around us, but we can dwell secure. Similarly, Malachi 3.6 says, I, the Lord, do not change, so you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. See, God's unchanging nature does something to us. It allows us to know something, to change, to be something. See, God wants us to know that he is our unchanging God in our ever-changing world. He will not change, and that is meant to give us the security and peace even as we change, even as we experience change. Because that's the second thing I can promise you for this new year, is that you will change, I will change. We can know that. There will be change for you and change for me in 2018. And because God is who he is, we don't have to be afraid of that. We don't have to have that anxiety. We can give that to him because he is not experiencing that anxiety because he doesn't change. Some of the changes coming up, you won't be able to do anything about, unfortunately. You will get a year older. You can sort of slap on all the oil of olay and hair dye and eye cream, and you're going to be a year older. Sorry about that. Kids, some of you guys will get taller, and some of you really, really old people will get shorter. It just happens. So some of that stuff we don't have any control over. Some of it we do. Some of us will grow in self-discipline this year. Some of us will grow a little wider this year. Some of these changes that are going to happen to us, we don't have control over. Some of them we do. But we will change, I promise you. We will see change. In fact, the Bible tells us it's God's plan for us to change. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says this, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the Lord's image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is spirit. Isn't that great? The verb being transformed here is passive. It is happening to you, it's happening to me, and it's coming from God. God is transforming you. For those who have put their faith in Christ, we will not stay the same day by day in 2018. We just won't. A lot of times when we think of how we're going to change spiritually, so maybe we are thinking about the new year. Maybe we're thinking, okay, 2017 has been X, Y, Z, I want 2018 to be this. Or I have in my mind that 2018 is going to be like this. A lot of times we think that we have three choices. We think we can get worse, we can stay the same, or we can get better. We think we have three choices. But here's the thing, it's not really true. There's no staying the same spiritually. Because God says that we're being transformed by the work of his spirit to be more like Jesus. So here's how trying to stay the same or being okay with staying the same spiritually actually plays out. See, if we determine to stay the same spiritually or we're content to stay the same in how deeply we know God and are like him, we disobey God's plan for our life to grow and be more like him. And that actually changes us to be farther away from him. So rebellion, stagnation in our faith, in our spiritual life are changes. Stagnation is a change. It's not staying the same. It's a change in the wrong direction. 
So even the desire to stay the same before God or getting comfortable with how much we already know God is actually a negative change. I'm moving away from God. It's not staying the same at all. So it's impossible this year, and I know a lot of us don't, don't go come into this year saying, I'm going to stay the same. But maybe we just kind of aren't going to proactively do anything. Maybe we're thinking, you know, I'm pretty good right now. I, 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 I know God pretty well. I've, I've got some good habits in my life. So sometimes it just creeps in on us, this, this sort of desire to stay the same. But we can't. We're always moving and tending in some direction spiritually, either closer to God or farther away from God. The growth in the passage we read, 2 Corinthians 3.18, refers to continual growth throughout our whole life into more and more and more Christ-likeness. The growth is a spiritual transformation, it says, from one degree of glory to the next. So the exciting thing about that, no matter how we feel about change, the exciting thing about that is that we are being restored to greater and greater possession of the image of God that was lost and corrupted at the fall. God is restoring you and he is restoring me for those who are in Christ. But unlike the other changes we talked about, so we talked about these changes that I have complete that I have completely no control over, right? I'm going to get older, uh, all these things. We talked about changes that I do have control over. The change that God wants to do in our life, that he is doing in our life, is a little bit different. It's not like we don't have absolutely no control or we have control over it. Our transformation to be more like Jesus is a partnership. Let me explain. Romans 12.2 says this, It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So there's an element of our changing, our transforming this year, which we see in 2 Corinthians 3.18, that God is doing. And there's an element that we have to choose to do that we see in Romans 12.2. Literally, the wording in Romans 12, 2 says this, make sure you let yourself be being transformed. But they thought it would be better just to say, be transformed. That's what's saying. Make sure to let yourself be being transformed. God will do it. He is doing it. And we partner with him in that. We continue to say no to external worldly mindsets and attitudes in his strength, by his spirit, that would negatively affect that transformation he's trying to do. We position ourselves not to be caught up in distractions and short-circuit that transformation process. What are some of those distractions for you? I know what they are for me. I know I get so caught up in doing what the world says is urgent that I, I just, I'm too tired to think about transformation. I'm too tired to think about what God's trying to do in my life, change in my life, transform in my life or even create an environment for change. I get up at the crack of dawn to get more work done, but maybe not to spend more time with Jesus. See, Romans 12, 2 tells us we cannot transform ourselves, but we can create conditions in which spiritual transformation can take place. So if part of this is up to us, what do we do? How do we make this year a year of growthful change? How do we partner with God in our transformation. 
And I wanted to, to give us at least three things to remember this year. And these are in your bullet, and there's a helpful insert. You don't have to look at that now, but I'm going to walk through them one by one. But when you get home, there's resources in there to help you. How can we make 2018 a year where we partner with God for our transformation? I believe there's three things at least we can do. God's word, growth track, and groups. God's word, growth track, and groups. Tried to make them simple, three Gs, see if we can remember them. I think if we're about these three basic things in some way this year, we will create this greenhouse for God's transformation to happen in our lives. To be more like Jesus by his power, grace. So number one, God's word. Get in God's word. Now, okay, this is kind of the common, you know, New Year's thing. I'm not talking about slogging through a daily reading plan just to sort of do your Christian duty. Nobody wants to do that, right? But here's the thing, is that if we want to partner with God for our transformation, we have to be in his word. We have to know what it says. See, it's interesting. Most of, most of all of you in the room actually know the Greek word for transformation. You probably use it in a sentence, which is weird. You know what it is? It's the word metamorphosis. So typically we associate this word not with biblical Greek passages, but with what? Butterflies, right? So typically we associate metamorphosis with this complete, radical, life-altering change that happens from a caterpillar to a butterfly. We call that metamorphosis. So here's the thing about butterflies is the caterpillar has everything it needs to transform already inside of it. It has to do one thing. It has to eat. That's really all, all it has to do is eat. That's its one job. It probably doesn't even know what it wants to be when it grows up. It just knows, hey, I got to eat. And that's kind of like us. So the caterpillar doesn't try to perform like a butterfly like my daughter Chloe does. It doesn't put on this butterfly costume and, and say, hey, I'm a butterfly. It doesn't, it doesn't do that. It doesn't act like it can fly. It just eats. Because transformation for the caterpillar is not just about knowledge or behavior. It's about eating. And when the caterpillar eats, the ability within it that's already there takes over and transforms it. And then it can act in a radically new way. See the reverse order there? Sometimes we think, oh, if I just sort of dress myself up and put on this costume, I'll see spiritual change. No, all it does is eat, and then it sees radical transformation in its life. See, for those who have put their faith in Christ, we have Christ's spirit in us, and he is already at work. Remember 2 Corinthians 3.18 and we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. We have everything in us. Those of us who follow Christ, we have his Spirit in us. We can't transform ourselves, but we can be transformed. We can cooperate with the Lord for this process of transformation to take place. So all we do is we take in God's word like a caterpillar takes in food. Sounds simplistic, but what a great place to start for 2018. Eat. 
take in that food for transformation. Now, one of the best tools that I've found, and I, I'm, I'm sad I only discovered this recently, to help me do this is, a, is an app or a website called the U version of the Bible. And I'm sure a lot of you are, are way ahead of that, using it already. But it's great, and you can find out more about that in the insert in your bulletin. Maybe you're thinking, oh, I'm not that high tech, um, whatever. Give it a try. It's, it's pretty amazing. So this tool can help you come up with ways to regularly be in God's Word this whole year. So you can open the app or go to the website and, you, and, and look yourself in the mirror or ask your spouse or your roommate or friend, say, am I the kind of person that's actually going to read the Bible in one year, two years, three years, or never? And let them sort of answer and you know, thank them for their honesty. But the cool thing about this app is, you know, it, it, it's not about just, oh, I got to get through the Bible in a year. There are plans to read five days on a certain topic. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm reading one on how not to be an angry parent. And I'm reading it for a friend to help him out because he really gets angry with his kids. Um, but I'm just doing a five-day one. It's great because I don't feel this pressure like, oh, I got to get through. You know, and obviously I'm reading through the Bible. I'm on a two-year plan. But right now it's great. Because, oh, five days, I can do that, right? So go in there, search, pray, find something that God is leading you to, to be in his word on a regular basis. doesn't matter. But what you have to do is don't read for information. Read for transformation. That's the key. Read it, reflect on it, respond to it. Read it for transformation. Don't just go through the plan for information. That's not going to help. So God's word. The second way that we can... Partner with God for our transformation this year is, I believe, is growth track. New Year's is often this time we start to think about our habits, right? What habits do I want to keep? What habits do I want to kick out and get rid of? And what we do is we make resolutions, right? What is a resolution but just sort of this declarative act of the will of just, I am going to get off this track and I'm going to get on another one. And, and when I think about that, I think about, uh, when, I, when I think about my behavior in these tracks, I think about the International Speedway at Disney World. Have you guys been on this thing? So every kid's dream is to drive a real car, right? Like, I'm talking a real car, not, you know, fake, whatever. And the kid can smell a fake car from a mile away. So you go to the International Speedway at Disney World, and you, you see this car, and you're like, oh, my gosh, it's got a steering system, it's got a gas engine, it's got a gas pedal. I am in full control of this car. So as a kid, when I used to live in Florida, I'd get in this car and I'd, I'd, I'd push on the gas, like, whoa, it goes, whatever, this is real, I'm in control. And so I'm driving, I see a right-hand turn coming up, and so I turn left, you know, like you're supposed to do, right? And, and, and what do you hear? It's and the car goes right. Why? Because I'm really in control of the car, but it's on a track. And as a kid, you just see the car, you don't see the track. But it's on a track. So even though I'm sort of steering and, and, and pushing the gas, I'm going to go exactly where Disney World wants me to go. They're not going to trust that car to a kid like me. But that's kind of, kind of how we are, aren't we? We get on these tracks and we kind of think, hey, I'm in control. I'm going where we want to go. But habits kick in, uh, past years and years and years worth of whatever it might be kick in and we're on this track. And so like, I want to go this way and you know, we're on this. So new year, let this new year be about getting on a new track. And 
we get on these tracks of not getting in God's word, not putting our marriage as a priority, not putting Sunday worship as a priority, getting angry with our kids, whatever our track is, we can get on a track of growth. So the first four Sundays of the month, Deer Creek has what we call growth track. It's not 40 years, it's not 40 days because it's just a track. It's just four Sundays. It's just to launch you, to put you on this new path. So don't wait till you can make all four Sundays. Just jump in. It starts next Sunday, 10.45 a.m. But maybe that's you. Maybe you just need, maybe you're just on this track and you're like, man, I, I think I'm in control, but I always do this. Get on a new track. God's word, growth track. The third thing we can do this year to partner with God for transformation is groups. And again, you might be sort of rolling your eyes thinking, oh, he's going to talk about small groups again. You're right, I am. But here's the thing about these sort of declarative acts of the will, New Year's resolutions that we do. We say, I'm going to change. But if we're not letting God's word wash over us to help that change, if we're not on a new track for growth, and if we try to do that alone, it's just so hard. There's little incentive, there's little accountability to change if we do this on our own. See, God is responsible for our transformation, but he never meant us to do that alone. Hebrews 10.25 says this, it says, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. The day that it's talking about there is the day when Christ returns and will be transformed once and for all. But until that day, we need each other. We need each other. That's how he's made it to be. See, growing in community sort of reveals these angles and cracks and different facets of how we need to grow, how we need to change. And I think change is less scary when we do it together, when we do it with people that we trust and who care about us. So our next season of small groups starts up here at Deer Creek on January 21st. But actually next Sunday, you guys can start looking for small groups to get them. Maybe you're already in a small group. That's great. I know a lot of us are. But the saying goes, many logs burn brightly together. So you take one of those sticks out of the fire and it starts to die out. You put it back in and it's ignited again. But let that be what our year is. Let that be what groups are. It's not just, yeah, I need something to do on a Wednesday night. No, it's, I need this. I need this group to help me change. Or I need this group to to. You know, be God's transformation in my life. So don't try to grow alone this year. Get in a group. God's word, growth track, and groups. Three things, three easy steps. But I realize this. I realize that maybe there's some of you out there that maybe haven't made a decision to follow Jesus. Maybe you don't know how to get in his word. Maybe you have too many questions and just need a starting point, a foundation. Maybe you're trying to change, but you feel powerless for that. Without Christ, without God's spirit, we're all powerless to change. If that's you or if you know someone like that, I'd also like to invite you to our Christianity Explored small group. I will be leading that along with some great folks at Deer Creek. It's seven weeks on Sunday nights here at the church, starting January 21st. It's a relational time where we can gather together, eat dinner together, a safe place where we can look at the claims of Jesus in the book of Mark. You'll be loved, you'll be listened to, and maybe that's your starting point for this new year, is exploring what really does the Bible have to say about who Jesus was and why he came. You can talk to me about that if you're interested to go to our website and register. 
But know this, God does have a plan for all of us to grow this year, to change. And hopefully one or all of these three things, God's word, growth track, and groups, will help us start to see that change in our life, to partner with God for our transformation. Because here's the great thing, God will not change this year. He can't, he won't, he doesn't change. So growing to be more like him is not this moving target that we have to be anxious about. We'll never get it perfect in this life. But the good news of the gospel is our our transformation is a partnership. So we get the privilege of partnering with God this year for our transformation, our growth for a lifetime. We can't predict a lot of what's going to happen this year, even though we'd like to. But now we can predict at least two things. God will not change, but he is changing you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you have done the saving, sealing, and securing work of salvation, that you have done it, that you will not change, that you're not going to, we're not going to wake up and you're going to be different than what your word says. Thank you that there's no anxiety, there's no fear here, but there's grace and there's hope for change. Thank you that you are changing us, you are transforming us. And so Lord, we ask you that you would help each one of us as we seek, how do we get in your word? What would you lead us to? Which group do we get into? How do we get on a new track that you would be ever present with us? We pray for those that have experienced anxiety because of change this year, that we, the people of God, would be agents of peace and comfort and that you would help us look back this same time next year, that we would look back and that we would say, wow, you have truly, truly changed us to be more like you. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.